0: Let's talk some overlooked stocks. I think we got George Tillis to give us the tale on Newell Brands, the biggest winner in the S&P 500 today, up 11%. George, I remember when people thought this stock was going to go private. Uh, that was a couple years back, but now it's kind of trading more, I guess, like a little bit of a staple, or is it too early to tell?
1: Well, I think it's, it's trading more like a consumer goods company, yeah, uh, OJ. I mean, if you look at the stock over the last five years, it's down about 48%, but it is up uh, quite nicely today breaking back about the November highs of $24. But uh, I think there's an interesting story for Newell. Brands, which uh, people don't know it uh, effectively, is the uh, is the parent company for brands like Rubbermaid, recreational uh, gear like Coleman Outdoor, and, uh, you know, those first alert uh, smoke detectors and CO2 detectors. Uh, connected Home Security is another one of their business. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, they did report earnings uh, where they actually posted core sales that were up about 6%. Year over year, and on an adjusted basis, did beat the estimates, coming in at 42 cents, uh, beating it by uh, beating the 32 estimate by 10 cents. But I think uh, overall, this is a situation where we're seeing a nice reaction on a stock that uh, is uh, fallen in favor, based upon some uh, core metrics uh, that are really established on the balance sheet. I think uh, if you look at it, the company pays uh, a dividend; it actually has a well-covered dividend, about four percent. Uh, market cap is around ten billion dollars and sales is is right around that number so it's not trading at a very uh, expensive price to sales multiple uh, despite the fact that you know growth in the company even for q1 guidance is only estimated to be between two and four percent on the core basis uh, the company does have uh, about four billion dollars in common equity with five billion of debt but uh, i think this is what's interesting is they have 2 billion dollars in cash uh i think the company has made significant numbers of acquisitions of multiple brands they've expanded aggressively in terms of their um, their brand offerings not necessarily in their financial fitness but this might be mm. a, a turnaround quarter which is uh which is which is based upon the fact that it's a story that uh has been a company that's been deleveraged or deleveraging if you will uh, paying down its debt, it has more financial flexibility, cash on the books, and maybe now they've, uh, they feel like they've got enough brands under their uh, their core umbrella to the point where they can improve on scalability and, of course, uh, perhaps margins going forward. But I think really today you're seeing these outside moves, not necessarily just today, but in the last uh, few weeks or so on earnings, uh, You know whether it's income-based, uh, cash flow-based, or in this case balance sheet-based. Uh, There is a story behind a lot of these moves and earnings, and I think this one is based upon uh, a very favorable balance sheet uh, that uh, seems well-covered in terms of its financial flexibility.
0: Okay, so it's a complicated story, George, because the problem wasn't that... They didn't have enough products. It was that they had too many, right? They were spinning some right. off and stuff, and they are having trouble with some of the strollers. and, you know. But uh, Rubbermaid, a few of the other brands that have um, stayed in there. And today's market response, I think, kind of says this because the initial tick was uh, a little bit lower as the report came out. And because the revenue wasn't perfect, it wasn't obvious that this was going to be a big rally. It seems like that kind of turnaround element had to win the market over and then the stronger it got on a weekday the more impressive now this move becomes
1: yeah it is and you're right the the report itself wasn't wasn't fantastic in fact if you look at the guidance for next quarter even q2 it seems relatively light so you know you'd ask yourself what gives why is this up so nicely today well you know there's always a story of a turnaround quarter or a change in expectations of the company well, I think at the end of the day, it, and it, to me, it really is, can be explained by balance sheet health. Uh, I think uh, if you look at its debt condition, you know, just going back a couple of years, it's trading right now. Uh, it's it's leverage ratio, and this is basically its debt to uh, to common equity at about 1.3. Just a, a few years back, it was trading over three, three and a half, and, and so uh, times uh, equity. So that that means the company has uh, spent quite a bit of money get financed uh, uh, to say the least to make it brand acquisitions but as you mentioned just a moment ago too many brands uh, sounds like a great thing but at the end of the day uh, it can be can be complex in terms of the uh, the overall architecture of the business finding scalable uh, you know scalable profits uh, in all those brands so this is why this name has always been sort of a, a name Brought forth of whether they should spin off certain brands into a separate companies, whether they should go private,
0: right, uh,
1: or uh, whether they should essentially stop making acquisitions of new brands and really focus on marketing and uh, optimizing on their uh, their merchandising and, of course, production and manufacturing mix to uh, to uh, to make more profits. All
0: right, George, your other stock today um, is uh, more overlooked. It's very different. Give me the sixty-second explanation for Carpenter Technologies sell-off. So this one was up on the day. The Carpenter went the other way. Uh, Or sorry, Carpenter actually was was okay too. Uh, What's going on here, George? I mean, they make like materials and coatings for some pretty high-tech stuff—planes, engines, and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. So they're 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 basically yeah it's they're a specialty metals fabricator and the end markets. And this is why the stock is actually down over the last three years. I think it's at about 12 or 13% now in the last three years, even though in the last uh, couple of weeks or so, it's done extremely well. It's aerospace. Uh, aerospace was a big hit because of COVID. They also have industrial, commercial machinery, energy, consumer durables in terms of their, their product markets uh, and defense. But I think their premium alloys and especially titanium metals and uh, specialty steels which are heat and corrosion resistant, have primarily been used for aerospace technologies and, and the aerospace business. It really follows it in line with other aerospace companies, and even the airlines, interesting enough. But I think this is a very interesting company because if you look at today's move, it wasn't an announcement from earnings. Uh, they actually announced earnings on the second. This is an upgrade, and a pretty significant move on the back of that, JP Morgan upgraded to 53. They actually see improving aerospace and market demand as well as pricing power, uh, which is, again, a key ingredient in its uh, turnaround story. I say turnaround because if you look at its top line sales, uh, back prior to the pandemic, they were selling on an annualized basis about Uh, $2.4 billion worth of of sales, uh, based on last quarter, 1.6. So they're down still about 30% in terms of total sales from the pandemic. And I think, you know, having seen six consecutive quarters of declining sales prior to last quarter, uh, where we actually saw stabilization, this might be a turnaround story with a company that did generate free cash flow last quarter, and its net uh, loss uh, is actually getting better. It, it had 200 million two quarters ago in terms of loss, 140 million last quarter. And so, what this is is an inflection point in the, in the company's profitability profile with improving revenue metrics. And I think mm. there might be a you know a, a nice uh, cyclical element to the name. Uh, alongside its competitor Allegheny Technologies, which has been another runner uh, as of the last uh, you know year-to-date or last uh, month or so, and I think it has to do with the cyclical demand for aerospace, uh, metallics and metals. Uh, maybe this is a turnaround for the company as well as the entire industry group. But the other the other thing, just quickly, OJ, yeah. I'm here to go. they they do use their specialty products and materials and EDS sensors and even 3D printing, uh, which is another uh, industry that they serve.
0: All right, nice uh, CRS. Good to overlooked one for us, George. I think the first time we've had that stock on this segment, and uh, with the macro connection, too, that's what's particularly interesting. Newell's bounce, the kind of turnaround story, sometimes those can be fickle with stocks. You need a lot of follow through, specifically from the business going forward. For Carpenter, yes, there's some earnings behind it the past week and some analyst notes, but there's also macro. Pull here with the connection into industrial parts and the need for some of these materials, probably some good pricing power, too. So an interesting one that has uh, bigger implications. Nice find, George Tillis, our overlooked stock hunter. Thanks, George. Have a great weekend, Mr. T.